might be through again here. Kadira. Ozil. Kadira. 5 0. 5 0. Absolute humiliation. Hello and welcome back to the Total Football Podcast World Cup 2018 coverage. I'm Declan Hart and it's day four. This incredible World Cup continues. We didn't quite have four matches today, which was very exciting yesterday. And uh, Andrew filled you in on those yesterday on day three. But we did have three cracking games today. Uh, start off, well, maybe two cracking games. We did start off with Serbia against Costa Rica. Serbia, 1-0 winners. Deserved, deserved winners, I think. Costa Rica, they they weren't quite the side that they uh, were four years ago when they got to the quarterfinals and a very impressive run. Uh, Joel Campbell, not quite the leader he was then. Today, uh, it was great to see some of the Costa Rica players, though, like Brian Ruiz. It's just, it's been a while since I've seen Brian Ruiz. It's just nice to see him again. Brian Oviedo, you know, it's these these players from a few years ago in the Premier League that were just kind of there. Where you know they had their moments in the Premier League, but it was good to nice little reunion with them. And you know who knows what Joel Campbell will do with his career, but uh, it looks like he won't be playing in the World Cup much longer because phew, Costa Rica be very difficult to get out of this group, especially with what uh, happened this evening. Uh, but Serbia, they they look functional. Uh, you know they could be difficult to score against. Uh, we a lot of players that we remember from the Premier League in that side, and it was Alexander Kolarov, the former Manchester City player, the current Roma player. Uh, his free kick, you know, he's pretty, he's pretty good at free kicks, but that was that was a top drawer free kick from him to to seal the winner. Um, but they they were deserved winners, as I mentioned. I, I, they just they looked the more threatening, they looked the more cohesive, they looked like they came out there to win as opposed to avoid defeat. And uh, they're pretty well set up now to get out, not necessarily to get out of the group because they still probably have the two the two more difficult matches to go like they probably went into this campaign expecting to get three points against costa rica and then trying to get something off the other two teams but they have to get that three points against costa rica and they have done that and uh costa rica probably out of the world cup now with that defeat which is disappointing i was hoping to see something from them again after 2014 uh their run really captured uh the hearts and minds of neutrals uh, me especially, I, I remember really enjoying their run to the quarterfinals. But you know, it's uh, it's another tournament, it's another team's time. Maybe it'll be Serbia's uh, time to get to the quarterfinals and uh, a dramatic run. Uh, but then, speaking of dramatic, uh, the first the first shock win of the tournament then followed that match uh, in the afternoon. Germany against Mexico. Mexico one nil winners. Herving Lozano, uh, player, player uh, tipped. To be the breakout star of the competition, uh, the PSV player, he's got off to a good start here. He almost fluffed the goal. I thought he'd lost it just a little bit, but he, he got it in the end, and it was an impressive finish. Uh, low to Manuel Neuer's right. And I thought Neuer maybe could have done better on that, uh, you know. but he is back from injury. It, it is interesting to see how he will do with the rest of the tournament. He didn't really have too much else to do, because while Mexico were absolutely incredible. They set up very, very well, very compact, but also quick on the counter-attack, and they exploited the space, the ton of space that Germany left behind. Uh, they exploited that very well, but it was just, they just missed that killer pass, that killer ball, to just destroy them. It, you know, it, it was 1-0, but it could have been like 2 or 3-0, would have still maybe looked a little flattering. 
you know, if it could have been two or three nil at half time, and then another couple of chances in the second half, so it could have even been four if they, you know, if they just played a little bit better. Not to say they were poor or anything; they were excellent. They were far better than I think anyone was expecting from them in this match. Because uh, you know, Mexico historically they, they they always get out of the group. They always get knocked out in the second round. But now maybe this might be the year where they don't get knocked out in the second round. Maybe it's the year they top the group. They play against another team that always gets knocked out in the second round, whether it's Switzerland or Serbia. And well, you know, someone's gonna have to get to the quarterfinal. Um, but you know, Germany on the other hand, they have to play Sweden. I remember on a predictions podcast last, geez, last Monday. It feels like years ago now. But on Monday, I predicted Germany will lose to Sweden. I still stand by that, even though we haven't seen Sweden play. I expect Sweden to win tomorrow against South Korea. I'd be shocked if they lost or even drew. And I think Sweden were planning have, or have been planning to set up in a similar way to Mexico, but now they will be they'll be watching that match. They will be taking notes and they will be knowing what to do, what to exploit, who to exploit. And Germany need to come up with something different. They need like Mats Hummels had an incredible uh, quote quote from uh, after the match's post match interview, basically saying that you know it was basically it was just him and Boateng staying back. They were left all alone, and like the two of them, they are very good at Bayern Munich. Uh, they had a good run in the Champions League last year, maybe undone by uh, the rest of the team, but. They can't do it all by themselves. Joshua Kimmich was leaving a load of space behind. He's the German Marcelo. Um, very good going forward. Almost scored. He was one of Germany's best players going forward. But he just left so much space in behind. And Mexico just kept exploiting it again and again and again. And it, it, it led to those chances. And, you know, as I said, Mexico on another day could have won 3 or 4 nil. Like, Germany didn't really test Ochoa that much. He made one superb save from... I can't remember who. That that match is a bit of a blur. You know, there's a lot of football on. It's hard to remember every minute detail. Um, But he did make... I do remember where he made one good save. But he wasn't really tested otherwise. Like, Germany had a couple chances that were close. But, you know, they weren't on target. So hard to say that they, you know, they should have scored those. And they were reduced to a lot of long-range efforts. Uh, Mexico are absolutely fantastic. They have set themselves up to top that group superbly. And... uh, They'd have been looking to avoid Brazil. Like when that draw was made back in December, they were probably thinking, oh God, second place, we're getting Brazil. But, you know, what if they finish first and get Brazil? Because, you know, they've drawn 1-1 with Switzerland. That's just after happening at the time of recording. It's literally happened minutes ago. And uh, I don't know uh, if any of you would have checked out my Twitter feed, at Cheesy Hairpun, because I was absolutely slaughtering Switzerland at halftime. They are, yeah, in the first half. They were, they were just awful. They were, like Brazil started well. I wouldn't say they were excellent, but they started off quite well. Uh, but once they scored, they just kind of switched off. But Switzerland didn't really look like taking advantage of that. But then in the second half, Switzerland, I don't know. We haven't seen a lot of teams this tournament so far come out in the second half and perform a lot better than they did in the first. But Switzerland, they're the trendsetters right now because they were the first to do that. They were, as I said, very poor in the first half. Second half, though, they were absolutely superb. They just bullied Brazil off the ball. I thought the referee was very harsh on them at times. Uh, and actually, to go back to the Germany match, I love that Iranian referee. Can he can he do the final, please? He was absolutely fantastic. But the the Swiss the Swiss players must have also just kind of realized, wait a minute, there's 
you know, we can we can get at these Brazilian players. You know, Neymar Neymar's not fully fit. I'm I'm convinced of this. He is not fully fit because one, he was very slow. He had a couple couple moments where he went down, clutching his knee. And I would expect Serbia and Costa Rica to kick him a bit more as well because you know, not to be a little cynical or anything, but that's football. That's the reality. He's the key man for Brazil. They don't have Neymar. You know, they're not nearly as good a side, but. He did kind of slow them down. Maybe, maybe the freedom he's been allowed at PSG is causing him to uh, bring that into the national side. But you know, he needs to be quicker. Maybe it is just his knee. It's hard to tell at the moment. And obviously, he's uh, dyed the hair a little bit, so he, he looks a little bit ridiculous as well. Although you know, I think I think Andrew might have disagree disagree with me on that. Uh, we'll definitely talk about that. We will have a full show tomorrow. The two of us will be back together again for the first time since just before the tournament. Hopefully, uh, we'll be recording that after the England match tomorrow night. And the matches tomorrow, uh, they should be good. Uh, as I mentioned, England, Tunisia, Sweden start uh, proceedings off against South Korea. You know, it'll be interesting to see both of those teams now because both of those teams will uh, see the gap that Germany have left and try to get, you know, three points is really needed for both of those sides. I'd expect Sweden to win. I'm not expecting much from South Korea. Uh, they have Hyungmin's son from Tottenham, but uh, I'm still not expecting too much from them. Uh, whereas I think Sweden, without Zlatan now, have uh, really improved their game. I remember they were dreadful at the Euros. I remember thinking Ireland should have beaten them. But they've completely turned around in the last two years, and I'd expect them to beat South Korea. And then that's also a, a beautiful match against Germany in the second round. That is that that is going to be one of the ties of the second round. Second round is actually, like the first round has been good, but it's also been really good in setting up amazing matches for the second round like russia against egypt looks like it could be good uh who i can't remember who is it argentina play yeah argentina play croatia next that one could be really good because argentina absolutely have to win that now brazil against serbia in the second round looks like that could be, or no they're playing costa rica in the second round that might not be so good because i'd expect brazil to kind of uh walk run away with that one but switzerland and serbia that one could be really good. Germany, as I said, against Sweden. And then obviously we're yet to see how Group G and Group H could turn out. But, you know, they, there's still room for some really exciting matches there as well. And uh, the match in the afternoon tomorrow, I believe, is uh, Belgium against Panama. So actually, actually, yeah, tomorrow's matches aren't as exciting. We might, you know, that kind of fits the Monday theme, I think. That, uh, the you know, football really goes the weekend and then it kind of peters out for Monday, Monday afternoon. And then... Monday evening, uh, England against Tunisia. That game, will be, it'll just be interesting to see England. I think there's just been a lot of talk about England. Uh, Gareth Southgate, he's you know not really managed at the at a proper professional level uh, since he relegated Middlesbrough nearly ten years ago now. So it'll be interesting to see how much he's learned doing the uh, underage circuit. Uh, and I'm just really fascinated by how England are going to play. Who they're gonna, it seems like their starting eleven is leaked, but I've not really looked at it. I kind of want the I want to absorb it in an hour before kickoff. Uh, so I'm really, I just know Ashley Young is tipped to start at left wing back, which is a crazy thought to me because he's Ashley Young and he's not very young anymore, let's say. Um, but yeah, it's been an absolutely incredible weekend. Uh, I didn't get the opportunity to talk about the four matches yesterday, but I'm sure we'll touch on that tomorrow because uh, we will be looking back on all of round one so far tomorrow. We won't just be talking about England against tunisia and the two other matches earlier in the day it'll it'll be a more long form proper episode like uh like we would normally do 
Um, but that's been it for uh, day four now. It feels like we're already on day nine or ten. It's been absolute whirlwind. We we finally seen VAR. We've still yet to see a red card. I I, I don't understand how this hasn't happened yet. We've played what uh, eleven matches now, I think, and we've still yet to see a red card. This is absurd. A red card like. Red cards are common enough. Uh, maybe it's just referees are being a little cautious. They don't want to give too many. They they don't want to send someone off because they know sending someone off could cause them to get knocked out of the could end their tournament. Um, even though it is only a one game suspension, I think for a straight red card, because we haven't seen too many like obvious red card incidents. Although there, uh, VAR was checked for a couple of red card incidents in Serbia, Costa Rica at the end of that match. Uh, but neither of them were deemed red cards, which I thought was fair. So yeah, that's uh, uh, that, that that's my diary for day four. They are my thoughts on what was another extraordinary day. Germany, Mexico, the shock of the tournament so far. And I didn't even get to mention Philippe Coutinho with one of the goal of the tournament contenders. Absolutely incredible strike. The camera angle from behind the goal was absolutely amazing the way it was going so far wide and then just bent in it was it was a philip coutinho goal if you haven't seen it it was textbook philip coutinho but it's still absolutely extraordinary it's beautiful to watch those goals go in especially off the post it was it was wonderful uh, but that's day four so um i will leave it there and if you have any thoughts uh email us at the tfpod at gmail.com if you have any opinions you know things you're looking forward to or you know little moments that you think haven't really been mentioned by anyone that you thought were enjoyable uh follow us at uh the tf pod on on twitter and total football pod on instagram uh rate the show on your podcast service of choice um subscribe if you're listening for the first time and are unsure you know we'll be here every day uh don't forget that and uh don't forget to tell friends and family about the show the more the merrier, as we always say at the Total Football Podcast. So uh, that just leads me to say uh, thank you for listening, and we'll be back again tomorrow.